Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're house hunting, Jason Aldean is selling his house. He's the biggest artist in the biggest music format in America, selling his nine million dollar crazy rural castle because he needs something bigger. He's having, a, having another kid, so nine thousand square feet won't do it. Wow, need a bigger house. Um, according to Forbes, he made forty five million dollars last year. So apparently, some people still make money in the music business. Yeah, forty five yeah. million dollars. That's income inequality. It actually is. They're the big fish than everybody else. But yeah, what yeah are you in the do? music industry, <clears throat> way to move to a universe where it's not that way. That's what I would. Suggest. He left his first wife for a uh, American Idol star that he met at some party, and Fabulous. that happens. It does happen. What are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> quite a uh, quite a debate going on in uh, beautiful San Diego. <clears throat> if you're not following this, this is a great example of uh, where my principles as a liberty-loving, less regulation guy are tested because I have a lot of sympathy for the more regulation crowd. Talking about short-term rentals like the Airbnb phenomenon, there are many more uh, purveyors of this sort of thing than than that. But a lot of controversy at the city council in San Diego. <clears throat> They're moving ahead with new regulations that say, if I understand it essentially, and all this stuff, you got to read it three times to comprehend what it's saying. But if you're going to do a short-term rental, you can only do it where you live. You can't, like, have a house that you do it all the time. 
the you know a good a good way to understand the debate is people are saying I own this property I can do what I want with it as you've made the argument many times if there are laws broken as I use my property the way I want to use it then I will answer to the law mm. or try to get it changed if people are being too loud you call the noise cops. litter yeah. whatever um the 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 sign uh, that many people opposing it have been popping up on <clears throat> or posting rather on palm trees says Neighborhoods are for neighbors, not vacation rentals. Because, I will tell you this, if there is a house that's constantly being used by short-term renters, hell, long-term renters to some extent, but short-term renters, it will be much less pleasant than if it's occupied by somebody who lives there and cares about it. Yeah, it's a complete roll of the dice. Uh, um, during the, when, when people were buying houses and flipping them house next to me when I lived in town, some super rich guy bought it and uh, was renting it out. Well, the first two uh, people that rented the place, quiet grad students, ran the place, mowed the lawn, didn't even know they were there. It yeah. was, made no difference whatsoever. Nice. Then the next group right before I left, it was just a party house, and it was red solo cups in the yard and music at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and trash and just, right. you know. You know, it's undeniable. If you live in a neighborhood, you have to get along with people unless you're just a complete flaming a-hole. And you, and you care about how nice the neighborhood is. Not a short-term renter. And, and often not even long-term renter. So, again, I totally get the concern. <clears throat> but here we get into government trying to do virtually anything. Co- Councilwoman Barbara Bry said of the new regulations, This respects the original spirit of the sharing economy. It is a true compromise, and it preserves our precious housing stock. This is only the first chapter, though. It will be up to us to craft an enforcement mechanism that will go into effect next year, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But the regulations which go into effect next July will still have to pass muster with the California Coastal Commission, which, if you're not familiar with it, is this weird extra-governmental governmental fiefdom that gets to rule on everything that happens within X miles of, of the ocean. Um, they generally favor vacation rentals as an affordable alternative to hotels. Um, even if the new rules are upheld, Councilman Alvarez predicted they will be unenforceable. I don't like to support things that give people a sense of false hope unless short-term rental hosts who refuse to comply with the new rules are somehow forbidden from advertising their properties on a short-term rental pr- platform. So this There's is- another lawsuit. They'll continue to operate and dare the city to shut them down. And then one more thing from uh, Councilman Sherman. He he dared property owners in Mission Beach, which has long been a, a vacation rental a hotspot. People in Mission Beach, sue us, sue us now. We're taking your property with the signature of this thing today. So if I own my house and I want to rent it out to people who want to come stay for the weekend or whatever, I absolutely think I should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's my house, and obviously I have great interest in who I let in it and all that sort of stuff. But the buying another house and then turning it into a hotel... I'm not sure that works. It doesn't work for the neighbor. It's a pretty clear property rights question right? that my people tend to come down on on the side of you own it, you get to do what you want with it unless you violate existing laws. Mm-hmm. The problem is, though, and, and we've already touched on this a little bit, is is enforcement. Um, 
Oh, you know, it's just kind of a funny side note. Uh, the meeting got off to a rocky start when the city attorney advised the council that they probably ought to delay because there was a mistake written in the description of the regulations, which might be a violation of the Brown Act, and they argued about that for a while. Um, but so what they're saying is there is no way to enforce this short of doing things everybody would find abhorrent and so everybody's whipped up and angry and posting signs and the rest of it, and, and where it ends, nobody knows. Is the sweet spot on like the Airbnb thing? It's just got it's got to be a house you live in. Well, that's what they're going for, and and I understand that as a compromise. I, I have to noodle through and appeal to some of my gurus for uh, advice on anything beyond that. But uh, I get the appeal. It is your home. You have a great interest in who's there, how they treat the place, how they treat your neighbors, getting sure. back to the whole responsibility to the neighborhood thing. Um, well, and, you know, they point out it, it, it raises clear constitutional issues, uh, right of association. Well, and also um, just, uh, again, if I own my house, if I live in my house, I should be able to charge somebody 100 bucks to come stay in my house if they want to. I don't right. think that's anybody's business. Right. But if I own a house across town or in a different city and I'm renting it out, how's that not a hotel at that point and subject to everything that hotels are subject to? It's a reasonable question. Uh, I also, you know, I know you despise, uh, I, I actually, Lots I hate things. them too. Well, right. Soup. That's, yeah, I was going to go with one specific, but <laughs> shorts. Um, shorts. shorts. When was the last time you wore short pants? The 1970s? Outside of being, uh, at a beach? Yes. Jeez, I don't know, 15, 20 years? Yesterday. In my case, <laughs> I'd be wearing shorts right now if I thought that. Uh, I'd pass that as a law. People over a certain age, <laughs> men over a certain age, shouldn't force us to look at their legs. I would or never wear socks not, or long pants again. If certainly not their feet. I'm a wooden Jimmy to... Buffett. Who's the new Jimmy Buffett? What's his name? The, the handsome fellow who may be gay. Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney. Got That's a new the album one. out. Right. The new Jimmy Buffett. I would be sailing and drinking rum all the time I think in it should be short a, pants. It should be against the law for me to be at a restaurant or a grocery store and have to see... An, uh, a middle-aged man's legs and feet. Damn you, I say Just damn you. disgusting. And your oppression, your oppression of my shins. So anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, I was having a, a compromise, a rental cross town. Oh, I know you despise homeowners association Nazis. Absolutely. And we all do, the Nazis. But I live right now in a place with a homeowners association. Actually, the last couple of places I, I live have. Um, because you can voluntarily... Join together and have a pact that in order to, you know, protect the property values or because we like it or whatever, we all agree as a private association, you can't do short term rentals. And if everybody agrees that as a private association, I have no problem with it whatsoever. No, it's I don't, a question of the government. I don't care either. I'm not going to live there, but I have no problem with other people doing it. Right. Yeah. It's uh, when the city council steps in and says, no, nobody can do this. That, oh boy, no, the city councils, yeah, shouldn't be in the, in that in that world. And then you know, now we're getting into really philosophical territory. But if you are going to have a society like um, this one that has a zillion laws, many of which are routinely flouted and never enforced, it it completely lowers the respect for law in general. Unless you're black, then they call nine one one. Oh, for God's sake! And, and then uh, I YouTube it. And I put it on uh, YouTube, and I give them a, a fancy name, like... Uh, an insulting nickname. Yeah. Right. Oh, Airbnb Johnny calls the cops <laughs> right. on the black family. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and so you've got... The, nobody has any idea what the law is. 
the laws you know about, most people ignore most of them. Nothing ever happens except some poor son of a bitch who has a rental home in, you know, Ocean Beach or whatever is going to get busted. And then it becomes a cause celeb, and he's angry, and they're angry, and the rest of it. There's no way to run a society. I was just thinking my hypothetical doesn't really work in that nobody would pay to stay at my house. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The story out, the, the percentage of Americans that are illiterate has not changed in decades. Despite uh, all kinds of efforts to try to do something about that. Question, please. There's a 14% of the country is illiterate. Citizens Does that count or as, occupants? Are babies included? Most babies can't read. I know. Stupid babies. I'm lazy babies. I ask for an obvious reason. Uh, it's you know fairly well known that we're importing a brown underclass to do jobs, quote-unquote, we won't do. At a rate that people don't need to assimilate you don't need to learn english right because there are a lot of towns where you can uh, go to the bank go to the restaurant go to the doctor do whatever you want and continue to speak your own language i was it apple i, I want to so get your this question right. being are they asking those people whether or not they can read and write english and they're saying mm. well yeah we might be doing you know shaving off a percentage a year of uh english speakers and importing you know a percentage a year in either non-english speakers or people who are Functionally illiterate in both languages, because there are plenty of um, laborers who come from South, uh, Central America and Mexico who aren't literate in Spanish either. You know, that is a very good point, and I haven't read the entire very long article, but it certainly doesn't mention it anywhere in the uh, in the first page and a half. Yeah. And it should, if it's counting people that are here from another country, that should be a separate number. Right. Yeah, and I don't know. But they I'm, don't want the politics of that, and they wouldn't agree with the politics of that, whoever wrote this paper, probably. Well, yeah, you ignore the things that don't suit your uh, your uh, parody, your, your narrative. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of a student in grade school who just had another student added to their class that uh, reads and writes not a word of English. Hmm. Well, reads, writes, or speaks, not a word of English. And I think, as a teacher, what are you supposed to do with that? Spend a hell of a lot of your time and energy bringing that one kid along, or and two, I, or and three And I kids think that's fantastic. At the expense of every other kid in the class. But anyway, that person would be, for English, illiterate. Right. Um, also, education-wise, a survey shows just one in three Americans would pass the citizenship test. This gets attention. Every so often, and then you get to the questions, anything, I'm not sure I would know that either, and I'm not sure how important that is. Only 13% of those surveyed knew the year the U.S. Constitution was ratified, even on a multiple-choice test. I'm not sure that's impo- that important to know if the year. If it were 1788, 1789, 1790, that's one thing. If it's 1789, 1977, or 2016... That's another thing. It's 2016, right? They got to keep ratifying it. That's exactly. right. Every year, yeah, yeah. every other year. <laughs> most uh, most incorrectly thinking it occurred in 1776. I'm not sure that makes that much difference. You know, really. I, I, I yeah, I'm not terribly troubled by that. More than there half, are, I'm sure there are better examples of how dumb we are as a people. More than half of respondents didn't know which countries the United States fought in World War II against multiple choice. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, and despite the recent media spotlight on the U.S. Supreme Court, 57% did not know how many justices serve on the nation's highest court. 
You know, yesterday, Jack, I was playing a little golf, and I was pitted against a uh, man of German ancestry and a man of Japanese ancestry. Wow, you had to watch your back, didn't you? <laughs> oh, telling you. Yeah, and there was, a, there was a sneak attack on one of the par threes, too. Well, here's one for you. They, they make... They make you learn this to become a U.S. citizen. 72% of respondents couldn't identify all 13 original states. Who cares? I think you ought to be enthusiastic about so your I. history and your country enough to know that. But if you don't, I'm not, I'm not unhappy there, about I, that. I, I could fine. come up with a thousand other things I'd rather you know. Yeah, I'm surprised at these examples. Like, what would the, what would your, Questions be. I want the. I want to make sure that that people that uh, become citizens of this country understand the basic concepts that are really the building blocks of the whole thing, like your your free speech stuff. I was going to say, how about this? Give me a paragraph on why the First Amendment is important, which deals with you know free speech, assembly, practice of religion, uh, the redress of your grievances, etc. You give me a solid paragraph or two on that, you're in. Understanding capitalism to a certain extent, how the economy works and why, those kind of things. So more kind of critical thinking. So these all seem very, like, just trivia-based. They, they are. Well, yeah. well, even, even if you're going to go with trivia, I wouldn't go with name the 13 original colonies. Uh, you know, I might go with name the first five amendments or... Uh, you know, why did, uh, you know, name, I don't know, three things that are mentioned in the Declaration of Independence, something like that. Only thirty-seven percent. Not the trivia. Only thirty-seven percent knew Ben Franklin invented the light bulb. Well, ben Franklin didn't invite invent the light bulb. Is this from the Onion? <laughs> Have you been duped? It's from the Woodrow Wilson Nash Foundation. Oh, Woodrow is. Wilson. Uh, only twenty-four percent knew the correct answer is why the colonists fought the British. Twelve um, percent thought Dwight Eisenhower led troops in the Civil War. But, uh, well, he'd have done a hell of a job if he had, Jack. And that's what's important. I don't know. He would have said, uh, you know, bomb them. Fly over and bomb them. <laughs> what? And they'd have said, what? Fly? And then he'd have said, send in the Are tanks. Are you a witch? Send in the tanks. And they'd have just stared at him. Tanks of what? Like, tanks of water? Horse tanks? Um, that would have been yeah, poor leadership now that you mention it. You're right. <laughs> we're getting You're into right. it. We're Mobilize the Air Force. We're getting into silly here. Okay. But, um... Only 1% could name the dry weight of old Ironsides. Most knew <laughs> Most knew the cause of the Cold War, but 2% said it was climate change. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think this is a joke paper. I did maybe. There's no way they gave that as an option in a multiple choice question. I don't know. Would they? I don't know. Or was that supposed to be the outlier? Nobody would actually check this. The folks who the put Cold these tests War. together, they got to get through their day. They probably throw in a funny choice the now Cold and again. War was caused by climate change. <laughs> Makes sense to me. That is awesome. That's right. We were uh, hoarding all the heat from the Ruskies. Well, it used to be warmer here. What the heck? <laughs> I don't know. Some, uh, you know, I, I, I suppose it'd be really slow and difficult to grade, you know, essay questions. Yes. But I want you to understand what's the important of a the importance of voting or representative government. Sure, I get you. You could design multiple choice questions around that sort of thing. Or what, you know, what four principles are in the First Amendment mm-hmm. and have multiple choice choices. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. What do you think is the most banned song by uh, brides at their weddings this year since oh, it's I'm wedding sorry. season? We also have a great uh, Land of the Free My Ass story. Uh, most banned song by brides. The brides say you're not playing that at our wedding. I'm trying to remember if my bride banned any songs. It was a long time ago. but I'll tell you, we did, and then the DJ played all kinds of that stuff, but it was late in the evening, and I was talking to people, and I thought, what is he doing? But I never said anything. Mm. All kinds of crap I didn't want to hear at my wedding. But anyway, number one song that the 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 the, the brides say no way. Don't play the chicken dance. I don't want the chicken dance. Nah. Which is too bad. I like the chicken A dance. Parent. I enjoy doing the chicken dance. Everybody enjoys the chicken dance. Yeah, Everybody good. but picky, picky brides. Particularly good for old people and kids. Yeah. What, what, what is it with you brides? You don't want the, the kids to have a good time? Yeah. Of course, if there are no kids coming, then keep f***ing <laughs> that chicken. All the old people. <laughs> Thank you for that. So I'm going to do this story, and I know what my initial reaction was, but my initial reaction was wrong. Hmm. It makes me a bad person. But you realized it, which makes you a good person. Wow. Which makes this feature self-serving, which makes you a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) The old double, triple, reverse switcheroo. (laughs) And it gets to what jokes we shouldn't make anymore. Knock, knock. 
Knock-knock jokes should be banned. <laughs> My son sets up a joke shop at his, his room all the time. He's got a little desk and a jar to put money in and stuff like yeah. that, and he's always wanting people to come by the joke shop. I would absolutely <laughs> pay for a joke from your kid. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> anyway, uh, this joke we shouldn't make anymore, but I, I was happy when I heard this, and it makes me a bad person. Larry Nasser, do you remember him, the doctor for all the gymnasts? Oh, yeah. Oh, my Scumbag. God. Scumbag. Yeah, uh, terrible victimizer, uh, rapist. He was attacked in prison the other day, according to his lawyer. Within hours of being released into the general population, he was attacked. And uh, and there were some sexual components, too. And that gets to the jokes we probably shouldn't make anymore. Well, my initial reaction was good. I hate him. He's a scumbag. Well, whatever happens to him, he has come. Then I thought about this article I read in the New York Times. It actually, I believe Tim the lawyer tweeted out about, should we continue to make jokes about prison rape? Mm. That's a common joke. Oh, don't drop the soap, whatever. Oh, is that, that what that's about? The, 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 the idea being that, you know, extra legal punishment beyond what we've all agreed to in the legislative process is perfectly okay with us. Vigilante violence right. in prison is just <clears throat> what you have coming if you go to prison. And I don't agree with that. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder, but the New York Times had a video feature with a gent who had passed some bad checks. And ended up in prison. That's a bad thing. You ought to be punished for that. Um, but he was not a terribly big nor tough guy. And he was raped systematically and repeatedly. And any time he resisted, he was beaten brutally. So are we okay with the no. sexual torture of American citizens because they did something wrong in the government car? How about even for people who are really bad guys this Larry, like this Larry Nasser? We, ha- we, we came up with what the penalty is for his crime. You know, right. I'm less concerned about him than I am about, but, but just in general, my biggest fear about going, for going to prison, you know, it's pretty unlikely. I have a plan, but go ahead. Especially at this point in my life, but you shouldn't have to navigate the waters of, uh, sexual deviance or, or racial gangs. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even have to worry about that. Whatever crime I committed, I got sentenced and now I'm going to be in jail and I, you know, I'm, I'm denied my freedom. That's the punishment. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have to figure out how to side with a, with a white supremacist gang so I don't get killed by the Hispanics or end up, you know, being sexed up all the time if I'm not tough enough to fight them off. That shouldn't be part of the prison experience. Right. You shouldn't have to worry about that at all. Well, the racial stuff, good luck. You know, because there are a hell of a lot of gangbangers in prison, and you don't see a lot of, uh, like, Benetton ad-style gangs with people from... It's not like the the Jets and the, what do you call it, it's from West Side Story. The Sharks. The Sharks, exactly, thank you. Um, when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. <laughs> that's a good point. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, you're, you're, that's never going to end. I mean, they might diminish the power you of the You shouldn't gangs, have but, to worry about that in prison, though. Yeah, yeah, you're right, but... And you sure, certainly shouldn't get raped because you were whatever crime you committed. Right. Yeah, passing bad checks, you got caught up in the drug thing and sold somebody some meth, et cetera. Um, yeah, you know, I... And I, why is it funny to make those jokes? I really dislike political correctness, which could really honestly be defined as um, somebody else's definition of rude, which I find too picky. Uh, there is some of that stuff going around that's just an absurdity. You social justice warriors are hilarious. Um, on the other hand, this one, I was, I could not come up with a very good counter argument. I know a lot of you are going to email us harsh, F them, they deserve what they get, blah, 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 follow the law, you don't have to worry about it, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but that's not a counter argument. I certainly would never consider myself politically correct, but I'm not going to call certain T-shirts a wife beater anymore. Once it was pointed out to me that that's it's abhorrent. I, I, that one doesn't bother me as much as it seems to you. Joe Just, Getty is pro. Well, easy calling now. certain comments. It's like like the guy in the article said. <laughs> There's not a jacket you call the pet molester. <laughs> It's because I haven't finished designing it yet. It's made of fur. Uh, <clears throat> no, okay, well, let's not get distracted on the, the wife beater thing. To me, that's a comment on the sort of guy who walks around wearing one. And to me, it's a condemnation of, but I think too much. So, yeah, I think most people use it casually. So I'll, yeah. I'll be quiet now. But back to the prison rape thing. It is a widely made joke. Yeah, it's very common. Is it people joking about what they fear, which is a huge part of what humor is? Sure. It's a way, it's like uh, the same reason young people really love horror movies. They get to confront what they fear in a safe environment. That's often what humor does. Um, and I don't want to outlaw it or, you know, because that, that's one of the utopian social justice warrior things that I think is incredibly unhealthy. W- w- you know, when I was a youngster, Oh, you know, a quick aside when I was a young Hold off, Gladys. Gladys was about to play the harp, and you gave her the old head fake. Uh, Luckily, she's uh, her reflexes are slow. <laughs> you know, everyone wants to keep their home and family safe, whether it's from a break-in or a fire or flooding or whatever. Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection. And with Simply Safe, you don't just get an arsenal of cameras and sensors. You get the best professional monitors in the business. Well, yeah, Simply Safe's got your back day and night. Ready to send police, fire, or EMTs when you need them the most straight to your door. I want you to understand, though, even though Simply Safe will save you money and there are no long contracts and no messy install, it's better. Arsenal of sensors and cameras to protect every inch of your home. Here's what's cool. You can set it up yourself in about 30 minutes. It's really easy. Then the Simply Safe professionals take over, and you're not locked into any long term contract either. No hidden fees or installation costs. Right now, our listeners get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. It is a 60 day risk free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong for your free security camera today. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So I'm going to a concert show this uh, weekend. Uh, going to see one of my favorite bands, the Decemberists. I think they're great. Some musical combo? That's exactly they're, they're right. They're a rock and roll combo. They're <laughs> rock and roll singers. Um, and and uh, and and they're doing this thing before the show. It's supposed to be they play a couple of songs for for uh, people with too much money. You bought a special pass, which Judy and I did because we we love the band. Um, it's supposed to be a question and answer, then they play a couple of songs, but the lead singer, Colin Malloy, who's a genius, uh, his, his throat is wearing out. Cause he's, uh, he, I think he's in his early forties and trust so me, I- dude. Yeah. Your parts start to give out. But anyway, so they've changed it from the original format to Decemberists karaoke, where you can say, I want to sing this song and the band will play it and you can sing it. Wow. That's a great idea. More bands should do that. You'd make a lot of money doing that. And I want to so bad. But I'm super nervous about the idea. Anyway, so I'm thinking, well, I want to look cool. So I decided not to shave. I am now at the point in my life when if I have three days growth of beard, three days growth of stubble, I don't look like a cool rock and roll guy. I look like a homeless old guy. I like. Guy, I look like guy down on his luck. I I look like an old guy who's in a home where they don't take very good care of you. Wow. There's too much. <laughs> there's too much gray in my beard. I've lost the stubble card. I can't play the stubble card anymore. Yeah. Damn it. 
Anyway, where were we? Ah, yes, prison rape. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to come up with a defense for that joke. It's a terrible joke. I won't make it anymore, probably. Mm. Got to admit, the guy that committed a crime against my family went to prison. I my my hope was that he would have a bad time in prison. And certain people in law enforcement suggested to me that that might be the case because of uh, the sort of person he is. So and your desire for vengeance, yeah, overweighed Which is my overweighed my. Uh, yeah, it is natural. Yeah, I should. I guess I should give myself a pass for that. He did threaten oh, my own children. So it's one of the points actually of Jonah Goldberg's fabulous book. Something or other. Um, Moby Dick. Uh, but that's not the way the system's supposed to work. We have our instincts, and then we have our civilized selves. And Right, yeah. Anyway, when I was a youngster, was that, that's what I started Gladys. to say before I went off on my tangent. But I don't remember what I was going to say. I just remember that it had to do with when I was a youngster. I don't know why she puts her teeth in before she plays a harp. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Trying to figure out what y'all care about is kind of what we do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And then trying to intersperse, uh, you know, things that are amusing in between, I guess, so you don't go crazy, because I don't know about you, but I can't concentrate on all the things I care about and do nothing but that all day long, or I'll go nutso. Yeah, I'm in it for me. I make the jokes to keep myself from going crazy. So uh, listen here. Uh, I tell you what, a little self-congratulations, first of all, in looking at... Uh, I have quite a few polls in front of me. At, uh, what polls? Research, of the ones I have in front of me. Says who? Says me. Mm. Okay. Uh, where was I? Oh, uh, we're a hell of a lot closer to uh, to the American people than the mainstream media is. I mean, you'd get the idea. It's wildly distorted. Wildly. What the denizens of the Manhattan newsrooms of America seem to think you care about or think you ought to care about. There are a number of different polls. They conflict with each other somewhat, partly because, for instance, this uh, big Wall Street Journal poll that's getting a fair amount of attention is of adults. I have a poll here of uh, Morning Consult, which is a giant poll of registered voters. Mm, and, uh, <clears throat> boy, that's interesting that there's a difference between registered voters and all adults. And then Gallup um, has somewhat different results than both of them. But I'll hit them for you real quickly. If you're talking about all adults... It was interesting. The Wall Street Journal, probably because it's the Wall Street Journal, asked, do you think uh, your main thing is economic problems or non-economic problems? What is the most important problem facing this country today? Facing I'm, the country. Okay, right, not me. The right. country. Uh, right. But I, I'm a nitpicker. This is a, a fallacy. This is less helpful than it would be to say, do you consider these this issue extremely or quite important? The fallacy is that there must be one top one. That's crazy to me. That's like you got to pick cancer or heart disease and try to avoid one of them. That's crazy. Human beings don't do that. Companies don't do that. It just so that bothers me a little bit. I'm but. mostly concerned about being impaled by a beach umbrella. <laughs> um. So, fourteen uh, percent said economic problems. Eighty-one percent of adults in the Wall Street Journal 
That's said, interesting. Uh, non-economic I would, problems. I would not say the biggest problem facing this country is economic problems, I don't think. I don't know. Do I, am I given a list to choose from? Yes, in, indeed. If you picked up an economic problems, they give you a sub-list to choose. The economy in general, unemployment jobs, federal budget deficit, foreign trade. That's Unemployment's in order. the lowest it's been in 50 years. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, only the 2% stock market's the say that's the number. Ever. Only 2% say that's number one. So it's interesting. The, the Wall Street Journal, all adults, it's only 14% say economics. Uh, 81% said non-economic problems. The number one, and this has surged from 8% in January to 22% now, say immigration slash illegal aliens. Hmm. Now, the the person who passed this poll along to us or sent the link um, seemed to think that people were finally waking up to the scourge, the danger of being flooded by illegal aliens. I would submit to you that at least some of these people are are, are mad about the way we're treating those poor families on the border. Oh, gotcha. So, you know, it's like the whole, the country's, uh, you know, 66% of people say the country's heading in the wrong direction. You're damn right, President Obama sucks. Except half of those people think we're not liberal enough yet. So, you know, right like to interpret so, these so, results. Sometimes. So some of the people who put immigration high on the list think cracking down on it is bad. Right. Okay, I get yeah. it. Yeah, so it's tough to interpret some of this. But uh, immigration slash illegal aliens, dissatisfaction with government slash poor leadership. Um, that's actually down from January from 25 to 19. Race relations slash racism, 7%. And then you get into really small numbers. But again, they ask people to pick one thing. I'd like to see a poll like just on a given day. What's the number one concern for you today? Personally? Yeah. Politically? Well, just, or... just in general. What's oh, your number general, one yeah. concern? What's at the top of your list? Cause the top of my list is almost never something national. What Maybe it's are, just my life and about? household, but. Right. What are you thinking about? Yeah, that that would be interesting. Uh, by the by, just a quick note, uh, are you satisfied or dissatisfied with the direction things are going in the United States at this time? 35% satisfied, 62% dissatisfied. 35-62. Listen to this here. I just scanned the list, uh, threw a couple of highlights down. In August of 2011... It was 11% satisfied, 88% dissatisfied. What was going on in 2011? The secret police were rounding up anybody with an L in their name and torturing them. Do you remember that? 11% satisfied in 2011. What was going on? Well, that was no December of 2008, which was, you know, crash time. Well, that I get. That was 10 to 88. I get that one. That was the world almost came apart in 2008. But what was going on in 2011? Is that when Justin Timberlake bared Janet Jackson's nipple? I don't think so. Is that what had us all down? No, that was that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a national crisis. How about back in ni- uh, March of 1986? It was, uh, I'm sorry, June of 86. It was 69 positive, 22, 26 dissatisfied, 69 to 26 positive. God, 86 was a good time. I was having a hell of a good time in 86. I promise you that. I'd have said things are great. 86. <laughs> Late in the year, I was doing well. Early in the year, I wasn't. Really? Yeah. Transitional year. I switched girlfriends. Wait a second. Middle, middle of 80, 86. June it made a 9th, big difference in my life. <laughs> June 9th to 16th of 1986 is the very week I got married. Wow. To the beautiful Judith. Hell yeah, I'd say things are going in a great direction. I was Turns five. Out I was right. You were five, so how was it for you? I was fine. <laughs> you finally mastered the fork, tying your shoes, etc., uh, so anyway, it's kind of fun to look at this. Uh, but so time. that that satisfied with the country or not? That's weird. Have we just changed as a people or something? Two thirds of people are satisfied now. No, one third. One third. Yes. Two thirds are dissatisfied. Yes, but still way higher than 
I meant to say there's no reason we wouldn't be. <laughs> anyway. 2011. Well, it varies wildly. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty consistent in the 20s and 30s now for several years. Mostly 20s. Going back to 2012 when, when Barrick was... Uh, this, Getting ready for a second term. If you were asked in general throughout your life, is the country heading in the right direction or the wrong direction, what would your answer normally be? For me, it would normally be we're going in the wrong direction. Yes. Yeah. I think well, maybe I'm just a trend. Maybe I'm just a pessimist. Maybe you're just bitchy. There's never been a time when it's headed in the right direction. All right. Real quick. This is among <laughs> yeah, voters. A good question. <laughs> among, from, uh, you know what? July 4th, 1776 was a hell of a good day. Since then, downhill. <laughs> um, so here are your top policy issues among all voters. All Americans' economic issues is on the top of the poll. Then it's security issues. Uh, 27% say economic issues in general. This is obviously very broad. Security issues, 21. Health care issues, 17%. I'd have thought that was uh, would be higher. Uh, seniors issues, 16%. Why is that? Because seniors disproportionately register and vote. Uh, education issues, 7%. Other, 5%. Women's issues, 4%. 4%. So that whole women's health care... Right. Supreme all that Court stuff. nominee, all that sort of stuff that ranks way down at the bottom. Now they break it down among Democrats, independents, and Republicans. I'll go to the women's issues thing. It's six percent of Democrats. Wow. Even among Democrats, it's only six percent, isn't yeah. it? That's the top concern. Your number one mainstream media overblowing because they know it's a divisive issue. Wow. That's but people don't think about it day to day. Um, economic issues is everybody but Republicans and among Republicans that's edged out by security issues. Hmm. Um, I don't have I don't worry about security much. Healthcare is, is second to fourth place among everybody. That should be higher for everyone. It, it really should be. I don't think people are anywhere close to fully aware of how involved the government is and how badly in healthcare. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out of pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills accurate, it's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.